Providence, Rhode Island. This is your station, your music, the world famous. WXIN. Providence, Rhode Island, USA. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Stadium Experience with your host, Jake Helms. The show where we talk about the latest and greatest happenings in the world of sports right here on 90.7 WXIN. I have Jordan Moment alongside me here today, and we have quite a considerable amount to talk about. The NFL draft went on over the weekend. Yo, we're going to talk about that. The Bruins, the Celtics, both suffering playoff losses last night. Want to dive into that? And the Red Sox, maybe, just maybe, showing a little bit of life here in the and the tail end of April going into May. No, happy May, everybody, by the way. Hope finals are going good. And if you want to call in on any of these topics, do not be afraid to call in at 401-456-8787. Once again, the number is 401-457-8787. So call in, chat with me about any of these topics. And with all that out of the way, you are listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley on 90.7 WXIN. And with that, let's dive right in. And how are you doing tonight, Jordan? Doing pretty good. So, uh, how finals treating you? Uh, I haven't had one. I have one tomorrow. Oh, I had one yesterday. Yeah. I have to go home and do a take-home final tonight. Ooh, boy. For, uh, for Japanese history. Yeah. I have to analyze five of 12 paintings and write one to two paragraphs on them. Mm. I feel like I had some other exciting Rick-related stuff to talk about today. Did you see what happened at CCRI today? No, I did not. Oh, CCRI Warwick got evacuated this morning. Really? Because apparently they found a, what I'm hearing is that they found a bullet casing near an elevator uh, hmm. Okay. So, just 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 the casing, not the actual, and, not the actual bullet. Out there. P's and P's out there. I don't know the specifics, but they're not releasing the specifics. I think they're trying to be coy about it. Or they're trying to hide it. Not. Well, it was either a shooting or they just found a shell casing. Well, I, there wasn't a shooting. Obviously, we know if there was a shooting. But yeah, it was a shooting at UNC last night, wasn't there? Oh uh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, it seems pretty normal. You hate to hear it, but <laughs> some things we don't hate to hear on the stadium experience is that the NFL draft was this weekend, which of course means that mock draft season opens up again, which is very exciting to me. <laughs> have you started reading your 2020 mock drafts yet, Jordan? I, ha- I have not. Oh, I have. Yeah. Oh, I have read a few, yes. I've read a couple. Yep. But which for now, I'll, I'll starve off my consideration, and the draft happened, and it was kind of a dull draft. If I'm being honest, not a lot of action in the first round. Really, not much at all. And the it was a very long first round. It was. Like four hours. Me, you, and Elov sat out there until midnight. Thought mm-hmm. we were going to get a chance to get to a night f- the finals of the original Rhode Island Rock Hunt. Nope. But we did not. It's a shame. Truly a shame. But... Yes, the draft happened last night, and the Patriots had a draft class that I, there are a lot of picks I really like, and there are some picks that I don't like, and then there are some picks I'm indifferent on, because obviously, I should never expect them to fill every need in the draft, but I do feel like there are still needs for this team that are that went unaddressed, I think maybe they could have addressed in this draft, so let's just go top to bottom. First round pick, Nikhil Harry, I like the pick. The more I look at the player, the more I watch of him, I like him. Seems like he can catch. No, he's the sort of guy they don't have. He's yeah. a big-bodied wide receiver. You mean, you mean a wide receiver in general? Yes. Not, not, not big body, just, just a, yes, a person to catch a ball. Good point. You've got me there. But no, but seriously, like if you're trying to, because we have to remember that they're not going to replace Gronk's production with a tight end. 
Yeah. They're just not. They're just, even if they get another tight end, which they did not do in this draft, I want to talk about that a little bit, they're not just going to slot in a tight end and replace Gronk. So they do need to find ways to do to replace that production in other ways, be that what it will, bring in a big-bodied wide receiver, Nikhil Harry, who in a lot of ways does similar things to Gronk in terms of being a guy who can high-point the ball, catch it in traffic, really strong hands. Do you watch any highlights of this kid? A uh, few. I've watched him, and I feel like you can hear him clamping down on the ball, which is A-OK. He's a guy who had three years of production at Arizona, which I, which at least me personally, I like. I feel like I don't like how it seems like every other player you get drafted. Like, oh, they had like 12 good games in their career. Well, they only played one year. So they no, that's got, my point. They only, yeah, they only got 12 good games. Well, that's my point. Yeah. I feel like too many, you know, I do feel like I feel more comfortable when, when a team drafts a guy who's had a consistently productive career. Yeah. Because then you don't have to project how they're going to handle it. You don't have to project because if a guy has been productive for three, four years, at a big school, he'll probably at least be productive in the NFL. Like, realistically, as long as he has the athletic traits. Like, it's just, there's less you need to project there. There's less guesswork. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's less upside, but I like the pick. Now, I can't pretend I knew every wide receiver down there. Nikhil Harry was a guy who I've read about. He wasn't necessarily my number one pick for the team, but I like the pick. I wanted him more than DK Metcalf. I had no desire for that guy. I know that's kind of the guy that paid at least like the more casual fan points to. Have you seen that guy's shuttle cone times? They're pretty fast. No, they're not. Oh, they're not pretty his fast. His shuttle drill and his three cone are slower than Tom Brady's. Well, isn't he just coming off a... Uh... No. Oh. Man has no lateral quickness. No he's lateral a big quickness. guy. But uh, I like the Nikhil Harry pick. I feel like he seems like, at least, he seems like an intelligent player. Mm-hmm. He, se- just, he seems like he has a defined role on this team. So, I like the pick. I do. I really like that player. It makes me feel better about the wide receiver. It'll make me feel great because still, there's never really been a, many rookie wide receivers who have had good seasons with Tom Brady. But, so I do still think they need to add a veteran receiver at that position. I just, like I said, I just don't, I just, I'm hesitant to see a rookie picking up the system that quickly and building a connection with Brady that quickly. I just, you just don't see it. It doesn't matter because Tom Brady's going to be gone in two years. So. Well, yeah, that's my point. I need, I want them to be productive <laughs> with, I want them to take advantage of that Super Bowl window. But, yeah, window. But, so that, no, so I do like the guy. I still want them to add a guy to that. I think that was a great first pick. Yeah, I liked it. I didn't see it coming. That's a guy they really like. That's a guy they had high on their board that fills one of their biggest needs. At least it begins to fill one of their biggest needs. It's one of the better picks of the first round. Yeah, I'd say. I'd say it was, it was up there, yeah. And it's not like it's a blow-me-away value pick either. Yep. But for once, we got to a Patriots pick in the first round, and I feel excited about it. I'm like, wow, they're doing something new. They're doing something fun. This wasn't like some, like, D-line, which could use D-line, but this wasn't like some tackle nobody was talking about. Oh, this is fun. They drafted a wide receiver. Instead, of, instead of Daniel Jones. Yes. Yes. And then we get to the Who second round. would have been ra- there at 32. But hang on. Yeah. And then we get to the second round, and what does old Bill do? Gets back into his old tricks and trades up in the second round to draft a DB that nobody was thinking of. Yep. And that being the draft of Joe Juwan Williams, who is gigantic. Is an athletic player. I've seen him turn his head. We have. We saw him turn his head. That's big. Yeah. But no, like, Joe, you see, all of my issues, any, I think at least for me, and not even issues, but like most of the conversation around this pick, at least to me, revolves more, like revolves around the need and the fit. For me. Like, unless you're like some gigantic Joe Juwan Williams stand and you think he's going to be like the best player in the NFL, or you just hate the player, then maybe that's different. But I don't, I have not heard any of that from anybody. It seems like most people are pretty. Pretty agree that he's a good player. He looks like he's a good player. He's a big player. Fills a need. 
It's just how badly do the Patriots need a D-back? I don't, I don't love the cost they paid to move up. Just like I didn't love that they had to trade a second and a third to get him. I'm not sure if he was going to. I don't know. What, like I, in the end, like I can say I feel he was going to fall. But once you get into like that second round, I have no idea. Because that's when everybody's draft boards really start to vary wildly. And I'm like they have a better sense of who likes who than me. So I'm not going to hop in and really dig in on that. And here's Slade coming in. But. Back for more. Oh, but, boy. <laughs> but that is like he like he looks like a good player. And like, so I'm not going to I don't love what they had to Patriot, but they think he's a good player. And then it just becomes, you know, I thought going into this that one of the one of the spots this team was set at, if anything, was corner. You know, and also at this point, you know, I am very hesitant with any Patriot second round D-backs, be they Jordan Richards, uh, Cyrus Jones, uh, Duke Dawson, Rajai Dowling. Like it's it's not a uh, it's not an illustrious group, but but. He's he's similar to what they have almost, which is interesting to me, because the Patriots like they're two top corners right now, you know J.C. Jackson, Stephon Gilmore, they are big guys. I think Stephon uh, J.C. Jackson I believe is around six three. Stephon Gilmore is huge. J.C. Jackson is only six one. That's surprising, but he's still he's a big bodied guy. Actually no, he's only two nine one two hundred. Huh. But nevertheless, I, still to see them go for another really big cornerback, I think is interesting. They do have Jason McCourty at 5'11". They do have Jonathan Jones, which seems to add another big guy is interesting, I think maybe, which might just be a matter of Bill Belichick is starting to value that more. It is possible that they are looking more to find those corners who can also cover tight ends, which is fair. And then I was wondering, but then I did realize that they have been listing Duke Dawson at safety. In... Ooh. No, they haven't. All the team material right now, he's listed as a safety, and that's interesting to me because I thought that maybe safety was a spot that they'd want to bring in a guy in this draft and they're going to bring in a secondary guy not high maybe you get like a third fourth round safety and you know start developing him because McCourty's not it's pretty long in the tooth he's going to be 32 by the time the season starts I thought he might be a guy that they might move on from this offseason before you know the Super Bowl happened you could really move on from any of them but still McCourty Chung you know they're getting old I don't think Deron Harmon's ever gonna be like a big time starter for this team but you know maybe you want to bring in the next safety and start developing him then I see that that they moved Duke Dawson to that spot. And Duke Dawson and Devin McCourty. Devin McCourty, 5'11", and 193 pounds, I believe. 195. Yep. And then Duke Dawson, 5'11", 198. So the size is there to play safety. At least be a free safety the way the Patriots want that to happen. Like Duke Dawson did not play at all last year. He was on IR for half the year. And then he came off it. So... But if that's their plan, then fine. Then maybe, yeah. Then, I, then if that's the case, I'm more okay with them drafting a cornerback. And like I said, I'm not, like, adamantly enraged that they drafted a corner. I'm not shaking my fist at the moon they drafted a corner. I feel like they are, you know, I thought they were trading. When they did the trade-up, I'm like, oh, they're picking Irv Smith here. I'm like, Irv Smith's going off the board now. And then they got him. But if this was a guy who was really high in their draft board, and this was a guy who maybe they had, like, a first-round grade on, like I said, like, I can't complain about the value. It's just... I don't love the pick. I don't love the pick, but you know, and maybe you know, maybe they're planning, maybe they're planning to move on from Gilmore soon. I don't know, but if they're bringing this guy and he develops, then fine. But also, you know, the history of second round D backs on this team airs eh, more in my favor. But anyway, so that's fine. The pick, like I said, it's not a pick I love. It's not a pick that I hate. Mm, fine, I'm indifferent. You know, it's it's hard to get enraged when I like the player. Regard, let's say over overdrafting, but it's hard to get enraged when I like the player. And then the next pick is a pick I love. 
I love. Chase Winovich mm-hmm. out of Michigan. D end. He's a pass rusher. He is, I don't know, everybody talk about he's a high motor player. He is also a, you know, he is a very athletic guy. He looks like I was going to be able to get the pass rush. Looks like I was even going to be able to stop in the run a bit. Like a guy who projects to maybe be like a Rob Ninkovich type of player. Like that's like a pass rusher who's good against the run. Guy in the end, maybe a guy who can move around. I don't know if he's really somebody who they can move around inside a lot necessarily, but possibly in certain packages. And Rashawn Gary took away a lot of the focus from him. He was his running mate, but a lot of people like this player. He's a big personality too. I think that's something the team doesn't necessarily have right now. And I do like I like the player. Like they needed help on the D line, and I do feel better. I feel like this guy was going to be productive early in his career. Just looking at him, and so that's a pick I like in the third round. Good value. And then their next pick, Jordan. Well, mm-hmm. well, um, were you there when were you there when they made the second third round pick? I believe I j- had just missed it. Well, the Patriots came in and at number eighty-seven, as if. Despite me, they drafted Damian Harris, running back, out of Alabama. And what do we say about running backs on this show, Jordan? Don't draft them. Don't draft them. That's what you say. That is what I say. And this is what we say on this show. Yes. (laughs) But I don't want to do the thing I did last year because it's not as bad. It is a third round pick. So it's it's a late, like it's not a first round pick. But also, it and like he does fill a need on this team. He does fill a hole, a very small hole, but he does fill it. But it's just what he can do. What he like knee jerk. What he has this team is he seems like a guy who can be good in short yardage, which is something that they have struggled with. Sony Michelle, you know, it seems like they would have issues a lot of the time. Kind of, you know, on those, you know third and one situations those very short yard goal line situations they had trouble with that and this is a guy 510 216 bulky guy like he's in the guy who can do that i don't feel like when you but that being said i don't feel like when you spend a first round pick on a guy the year before you should then spend a third round pick on another running back to cover up a deficiency in his game it's like that 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 is too much to invest at running back like, I'm not saying that you, have, that you have to get everything in the world out of Sony Michelle, but it just, I, I don't know, it feels like you are drafting this guy in the third round who already has a very hard cap on really how much he can contribute to this team because of the guys you have, because of the way your roster's constructed. Even if they want to go really run heavy, which it looks like they might want to do. Yeah, because they don't have anybody to throw to. But, like, I just, I don't really understand, like, it feels like this guy at most will get, like, 10 touches a game first couple of years of his career. Which maybe if they're trying to build, I mean, like, it feels like that means Burkhead's gone, which is fine. It just, like, I feel like in that third round, you could have, you know, gotten somebody who would be a more, a bigger contributor. And, like, I, I'm looking at the names. It's not like there's anybody who they directly drafted before or after who I'm, like, in love with. And that's probably part of why I'm not as mad. But there had to be somebody. Like, just, like, it, somebody to help in a bigger way for this team. I just... And, you know, like, even, like, a guy like Riley Ridley, who ended up going in the fourth round, who I really liked as a receiver. You know, I'd rather they have doubled down on receiver there. Or, you know, a lot of the tight ends I liked were kind of gone by then. Maybe not Jay Sittenberger, but you had the assets to trade up, maybe. Get a guy like that. I I don't know. Like, I just, I don't like the pick. Like, I really don't like this pick. And, you know, they they don't need it. 
Like, where's the need for... And if you want to get a running back, draft one later. If you really want, like, a guy who can just fall forward on four, on third and two, you can find that guy anywhere. Why do you need to draft a guy in the third round? Especially, once again, if they were drafting this guy and they didn't have, like, an entrenched starting running back, then fine. I still think the third round's too high to draft a running back, but fine. You get a starter in the third round, you get a starter in the third round. Like, that's okay value. No matter what position it's at. But they're not. Like, it's just... I, I don't know. I just... I don't love it. You know, I really don't love this pick. So, I'm, am I am I crazy? Am I is this is like my anti running back bias coming out, Jordan? A yes. little bit. But okay, but then do you like the pick though? Like, I, like he like he wasn't even the guy who started last year. Uh, I mean, I I get what you're saying. Like it's a little bit. It just it, it, off considering the fact they did just spend you know the first round on this one in the show. Like and you, you have James White. And you have James. You White. have Rex Burkhead. Like yes, you have Rex. Burkhead. Surely they have running backs. And then once again, where did you get Rex Burkhead from? If you want to find the next Rex Burkhead. Off the practice squad of Cincinnati. Because you can get running backs anywhere. Yeah. But, so I don't love that pick. I don't, I, it's like, I feel like it's just, he's not going to, you know, for all the harping I did about Sonny Michelle, at least it was like an avenue for him to like be productive and play a lot. I, I don't see that with, or if they take... Sony Michelle off the field, and then they make Damian Harris their main guy. The why you spend a first round pick on Sony Michelle? You know, I either way, it feels like I get to be mad about the running back situation. Is my point. And this seems to me like someone's getting traded. You know, or well, I feel like just say let go of Rex Burkhead or that. You know, because I feel like, like James White has his role on the team. Like James White has a role on the team, regardless of who's here. And like I said, like I see the role for Damian Harris. It's just it's it's like a niche role that I. Like, I just don't think you need to spend a third round pick to find that guy, but fine. Their next pick, Yadni Kajust, the tackle out of West Virginia. I like the pick. They do ever need a tackle, be it a starter, be it... Because I feel like they are going to give Isaiah win every opportunity to be the starter. But, like, I really don't mind bringing competition for him. And even then, even if he's not the starter, you have injury concerns with both your starting tackles. Marcus Cannon might not be long for this world. And, you know, giving Skarnekia another guy to develop, I like. He's a talented player. He's a big guy, like 315, 6'5", left tackle, big guy. Seems like he's, a, he's like a well-rounded tackle. Mm-hmm. So I like, like, I do like them bringing in the extra tackle. You know, I think, like, right where they picked him is, is, like, right where I want. I did want them to get a tackle. I feel like end of the third round is, like, around where I really wanted them to make that pick. So that's a pick I like. That's a pick I can live with. And I do think that like, and they seem it's like it seems like they are trying to transition into being more of a running team, based on just how like obviously they brought in a running back, they brought in another tackle. Seems like they're investing in it, which is probably smart when you have a forty-two-year-old quarterback and no wide receivers. Well, they have wide receivers now. I yeah. don't like football, so I have no opinion on uh, this. <laughs> good work, Slade. <laughs> this is why you're here. But keeping us real balanced. But. So bring that, and then with their next pick in the fourth round, like ten picks, like seventeen picks, I do they pick. And I apologize to Scandinavia. His jolt, Frold, guard. He's from Denmark. Wow. Out of Arkansas, and he's a good player. He's a guy who a lot of, who apparently like according to like, like a lot of like O line coaches like. And that's another. I'm saying like I don't mind that. Like I do think they need depth on the interior line. That pick's a little more interesting to me. Like I said, like, it does seem like they're trying to be a running team. 
and like they try to invest in that spot, which I don't mind once again. And also, I I start to wonder like maybe what their long term plan is with the two guards they have, because they did get good play out of Tooney, out of Shaq Mason most of the year, but this coming up is the last year of Joe Tooney's deal. And, you know, maybe if the plan is... Maybe it's just they want to build depth because they did lose most of their depth. The only guy they really have coming back who was one of their backs was Ted Karras. So, like, it may be, it maybe if it is literally just, like, Castu will be the next to Lee Adrian Waddle. And this guy is just, like, their eighth old lineman to play on either side of the guards and fine. But, you know, I mean, like I said, Joe Tooney's contract's coming up. Shaq Mason might be a little overpaid. Maybe they, you know, maybe they want... Maybe their goal is to try and get this guy to be their next, you know, mid-round guard instead of paying Joe Tooney, you know... 12 million dollars like guards are getting right now which i mean that's smart you know you get him with skarnekia once again like that's a guy who seems like he can develop most players so like once again that's another pick i don't mind like i like like i said like there, there are obviously bigger needs but like you you can never go wrong building up the o-line in the nfl right now because there are so few linemen out there and not having good linemen will like murder a team Yep. It's like if they want to go deep at that spot and make sure that they never are short a guy, then that is... Like I said, it's hard to fault the team for drafting a lot, even when they have like a solid starting five. That's okay. And then the next pick. Pick that I actually like. Pick that people are really split on. I understand why. They picked, in the fourth round, they picked Jarrett Stidham, Stidham QB out of Auburn. And you watched a lot of Auburn games the last couple of years, last year or so? Yeah. I liked him. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, like, because I didn't really, like, rank the mid-round QBs because I didn't really want them to draft a QB at all. So I didn't really go in and really draft. Like, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't like Drew Locke. I didn't like, I didn't really, like, like Will Greer that much. I know Will Greer was the guy that people linked to the Patriots a lot. Watching the Auburn game, like, he, like, his ball is good. Like, yeah, like, he throws a tight spiral. Like, it seems like the thinking is that, by, by people who like him at least, is that, the offense there didn't suit him, which is fair because you know they love to, they love to uh, run the ball there at Auburn, every which way. But it's not even like he seems you know six two two hundred something like he has decent size, and I don't hate them spending a fourth round pick on a quarterback. So, I mean, I mean if you think about it, Daniel Jones would have been there. <laughs> So I kind of like it more than Daniel Jones, though. Ooh. Like, no, literally, like, watching the tape of both of them, like, I don't see the difference. <laughs> no, like, I honestly, like, don't see the difference. Like, I think it's like, like, he had, like, accuracy concerns. Like, there were balls that he just should have thrown that, like, off. But it's like, I just see the way he throws it. I don't know, like, when he's on, I like his good, like, it looks like he has that, like, accuracy gene in him. Which I think is the one thing you really can't teach a QB. And he completed over 60% of his passes, which I don't want to, you know talk up too much but it seems like he's capable like if he has time to develop i think he can be a decent player so i mean i like him more than danny etling who i hated and i understand like if you're somebody who wanted them to draft a qb high you're gonna hate this pick and if you're somebody who didn't want them to draft a qb at all you're probably gonna hate this pick but i just i don't mind it like i like i hope he makes a team over hoyer if he's capable so I'm kind of going against what I said pre-draft when I saw them make that pick. I'm like, you know what? I can live with that. It feels like a value pick. I like the player. Like, he's a guy who I've seen. Just said, like, not a guy who I, like, I'm going to say was one of my sleepers in this draft. I'm not going to take all this Jarrett Stidman credit. But, like, he was, you know, when I watched Auburn, I would say, like, I'd say, I guess he's got some, there's a little pop in his ball. 
little tight balls. And, and then after that, they drafted the only D tackle they drafted was Byron Cowart. Cowart. And he was a guy who was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. Went to Auburn. Flamed out. Went to Juco. Had a decent year at Maryland. And he's not huge. He's not like your Malcolm Brown replacement. Per se. I believe he's only 298 from what I remember reading. 298. 6'3". So he's not gigantic. But... I do like the, like, I mean, I knew they needed a D-tackle, so any D-tackle I'd be happy with. But I do like the pick. I mean, obviously, they pro they it, they must see talent there that, you know, because, I mean, it was a five-star recruit, so obviously it feels like they must see some of that talent and hope that maybe they can bring that out. And he's going to have an opportunity to play. So I like the pick. Like I said, I kind of would have liked to have seen them, and I don't want to get into too much. I kind of would have liked to have seen them invest more in that D-tackle spot. I feel like they didn't, so I'm a little... So I want to talk about that in a bit, but I like that pick. And then after that, of course, they drafted a guy who who some people did have going in the first round, Jordan. The, the, see, see, this is actually the steal of the NFL draft. Oh, so this, this gets you to light right up. Yes, this is this is the best pick probably ever made <laughs> in the game of football. You think it would be, be a better value than Tom Brady down the road? 100%. They <laughs> drafted the Phenom, the legend... The man who I projected going first round to True. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Some people did have him in the first round. Jake Bailey out of Stanford. The punter. The punter. And the second that this pick happened, because I was in line at the movies, Kenny Doyle, who was on the mock draft spectacular, just heat seeked right to my phone. Like blew up my inbox immediately. I was like, we got it. I was like, we didn't call this at all. He's like, I don't care. It counts. We talked about him in the Patriots drafted. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, I'll count it. I count it. Do you count it? I 100% it, count it. It's a win for us somehow. It's a, it's a steal. I don't know how he fell that far. I don't know either. Fifth rounder? Come on. Yeah. Like, forget Metcalf. This is this is the <laughs> real this is a real mystery. But I don't even want to talk seriously about the pick now. It's, it's an amazing pick. There's, there's really nothing you can say about it. The production, well, the production they'll get at that punter it's position. It's tough, though, because, you know, the Patriots, really with the Super Bowl, they kind of now set the trend of investing in punters. Yeah. Because, obviously, you know, Ryan Allen, who was the true Super Bowl MVP, which is an honest thought I have. Yes. Now we'll be competing with, Ry with, uh, with, uh, with Ryan Allen. So guess what we have, Jordan? We, we have, have a punter battle in camp, baby. It's the punter wars, and Bre I will be glued to it. Screw the Raiders. Bring hard knocks for the Patriots. I know they're not eligible to be on it, but... Bring them there anyway. This is the human drama that we need on Hard Knocks. Yes, yes, the we do. The punter battle, the Patriots, who have invested probably more capital in punter than any other team right now. Mm -hmm. As in, they have a fifth-round pick, and they gave another guy, Ryan Allen, who they just re-signed. So, yeah. I mean, like, I kind of don't get the pick at all. It's as simple. They're running two punters. <laughs> the two-punter system might be coming. Yes. You know, you do, you do. You have both of them lining up out back. You don't know who it's going to get snapped to. Bill Belichick is about to redefine the game, the the special teams game. <laughs> yeah, you will like, finally underst understand why it's the most important. No, we we spent <laughs> all us dummies will spend all off season though, very meticulously tracking the punting battle. Yes, we will <laughs> spend all like seeing like who's got a leg up, calculating the splits, and like, who's going to make the team, and then they'll both make the team, and Ooh. we won't know why. And then in, like, the divisional round, they'll be down by, like, 10 against, like, like the Chiefs or something. 
And then what's going to happen is going to be like, oh, man, the Patriots, they don't convert on fourth and two. And it'll be like, well, they have to go for it. There's only 10 minutes left in the game, and they're down two possessions. But then they trot out the punting unit, and we're like, what are they doing? And like, why is only 10 men on the field? And then from behind Ryan Allen, when the ball gets snapped, Jake Bailey will come out of his shadow like Android 17 and Android 18 do. <laughs> grab the ball mid-snap. Then, then he'll look like he's, he'll, it's a fake. And then he'll lateral it to Ryan Allen. And then uh. he'll punt it. And then the Chiefs won't know what's going on. And then Jake Bailey, who didn't start stop running after the punt, will be all the way downfield. And he'll just jump on that loose ball in the end zone. Yes. As I, I'm glad you're able to see the potential. I picture it. It's pure, it's brilliant. No, it is pure brilliance. Yes, <laughs> you doubt the 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 brilliance, the genius of Bill Belichick by drafting Jake Bailey out of Stanford. He, in he the fifth sees round. the trend. He's like, listen, I bet other teams see that punters are the next big thing. So I'm gonna take away the opportunity for them to overinvest at punter. So I'm gonna overinvest at punter. No, it's brilliant. It really he, he he was watching. He was watching the draft. He was like, wow. He's, he just keeps falling. At first, he was nervous that the Giants were going to draft him. Yeah, number six. At, yeah. at six. Yeah, smartly. That would have been a good yeah, pick for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been a good value pick. That would have right. been, been a great pick for them. Top three talent, getting him at number six, that's not bad. Yeah. The, I mean, I know getting Josh Allen at seven was an okay deal, but yeah. Jake Bailey at six, come on. That would have been yeah, a steal. A-plus draft grade. We, we all know the Giants. They're not getting first downs this season. So, like, <laughs> they, 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 that would have been, been a great deal for them. Would have been great. Yeah. Saquon, Saquon to Jake Bailey combo forever and ever. Love mm-hmm. it. Who's that long snapper there? And I don't care. But See, Shaquan, he 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 rushes, you know, like nineteen hundred yards, but never converts because his O line just collapsed when it's like third and but three. But it's okay when you have Jake Bailey with his sixty-five yard average. He had like an eighty-four yard punt, Jake Bailey too. See, there we go. Like there, like I watched it too, and it just like went up and then came down, like no bounce. <laughs> like went up and then came down and barely rolled, and it was like an eighty-yard punt. I'm like, that's incredible. So that being said, like with the way with this pick, he's going to be on the Madden cover twenty one. If we're going to be serious for a second, you know what it means that they picked him in the fifth round when they already have a punter. What that legitimately, that genuinely means that Belichick had him so high on his draft board compared to every other player who was available at the time that he's like, we can't not, we don't need a punter, but just Jake Bailey is just like by far my favorite prospect left. We have to draft him. That's what that means. Yes. Like, that means that like legit like every other player who went after Jake Bailey, Bill Belichick thought Jake Bailey was a better player. By like a mile. That is what it means. Like that's legitimately what that means. That is what it <laughs> Like when you look at it. Like, cause they gave Ryan Allen a contract. Like they were cool with Ryan Allen. And then he saw Jake Bailey falling, looked at his draft board and went, Well, he's the highest ranked player on my board by a lot. And then they drafted Jake Bailey. As he should be. That's exactly what that means. So he might have also had him in the first round like you, for all we know. Like <laughs> Me and Bill Belichick had a mind melt. Like, he honestly had Jake Bailey so high on his board that he's like, we can't not draft him. Once-in-a-lifetime talent, Jake Bailey out of Stanford. So we're just waiting for the price on, too, those, Jake, on those Stanford jerseys to fall. Yo, too bad we, the, 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 the atrocious front office at the, Pitts, at the Steelers. Drafting, trading up to get Devin Bush, please. Exactly. So, if that's the case, and those Jake Bailey jersey prices fall, we'll get Jake Bailey on the show. Oh, 100%. We're going to buy those Stanford jerseys. We're going to go to training camp one day, and we will wait for Jake Bailey. Because if you're Jake Bailey and you see somebody wearing a Jake Bailey Stanford jersey, and you don't go talk to those people, you're a dick. Yeah. So, he will, of course, come talk to us because he's not a dick. Mm-hmm. And then we'll ask him to come on the show. 
and I feel like he'll do it. Honestly, you can probably DM him right now. That's a good point. I could DM him right now <laughs> and be like, "Hey, our, my get my our plan guest just, for the just day." Send, just send him the clip of me saying he's drafted first round. <laughs> be like, "Listen, Jay, come on, we're we're clearly your biggest fans. Yes, we are." Clearly, we'll have him and Vinny Testaverde on the same episode one day. Yeah, first first listen, ballot Hall of Famer. Listen, I, test. I failed at tra- I failed at tracking down Vinny Testaverde. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, so I'm gonna find his Twitter right now. Okay, we're gonna find it. <laughs> find his Twitter. And maybe maybe we'll come on the show right now. I <laughs> like if he DM'd me, like if he like gets back to me real quick. He's yeah. like browsing on Twitter or something. <laughs> I would just throw this whole show off the rails immediately. He's just in California, just packing his phone. All right, we found it. It's at it's at Jake Bailey underscore. Oh, his DMs are open. Oh, his DMs are open. We're gonna DM Jake Bailey live on the show. Oh boy, I am excited. <laughs> Jake. Oh, but he's another Jake. I don't like other Jakes. Oh, just put it just put it aside. Just put oh, it aside for now. I don't know. That one's tough. We got we got to call him Bailey, I guess. This is for content, Jake. Okay, that's fair. Okay, I'll risk it for the show. If I'm willing to watch Robert Kraft's sex tape for the show, I can talk to another person named Jake. Yes. Hey, Jake. My name is Jake. <laughs> and I'm just way down there right now. Hey, re- Jake. My name is Jake. <laughs> hey, Jake. My name is Jake Elmsley, and I'm a host. Why am I doing this on air? I'll do this during the break. <laughs> but we will be DMing Jake Bailey at the break. I promise this is not a stunt. We are we are doing this for real. As E-Love walks in. E-Love. Yeah. We're going to get Jake Bailey on the show. Oh. I found his Twitter. DMs are open. DMs are open. Oh, yeah. He has not put that to private. Mm, boy. Okay, DM him. We're going to try to get him on the show. Uh-oh. Between the break. Yep. First round talent, Jake Bailey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Newest member of the New England Patriots, Jake oh. Bailey. Oh, man. So... We'll be getting him on the show. Ooh. But, anywho. So, moving on from that, the last pick was Ken Webster, who's a cornerback. Who didn't I don't care. But, overall, how do we feel about this Patriots draft class? Because I know we've gone through, like I said, like, I've gone through every pick. And the picks I like, I really like. The picks I don't like, I don't even hate. Like, like it's a good draft class. Like, they, they had a good draft class. Like, I feel better about the roster. Obviously, like, there are still holes, but, like... I, you know, I, I, I would be, I know I probably talked about, I know I probably maybe got expected a little too much out of the draft class, but, like, you're, you're not going to f- fill every hole in, in one draft. Like, they still haven't figured out tight end. They did trade Jake Hollister yesterday, so I don't know what they're doing there. I mean, like, I thought Jake Hollister was going to be the answer, but right now it's just Austin Severian Jenkins and, like, others. So they draft a tight end here. Feels like every time they had a, like, they were getting close to a pick, a tight end would get drafted. So, well, for one thing, would I feel a lot better with this pick if you swapped out Joe Juwan Williams for Irv Smith? Probably. But, like, I, they, they must have a plan, is my point. Like, picking Harry, you know, picking the running back, really going in O-line. Seems like they're clearly, like, trying to reformat their their offense. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, if I, like, obviously there's a plan. Because, like, like I said, they're not going to just slot in another tight end and replace Gronk's production. They do have to, like, completely change the way their offense runs. To like create that production, so yeah, like I said, like I like the draft class. I mean, do you guys? I mean, you, I just read it to. I mean, like, how do you guys feel about this draft class for the Patriots? Before we get into the general draft thoughts, uh, it's probably the best they've had in a while. Yeah, like I feel good about it. Like I like I'm not mad about it. like there are no picks. I'm like really mad. Except kind of the Damian Harris pick, but like even though, like I like understand the thinking behind it. It's just not my thinking, so I don't like. 
Like, it's not like it makes no sense. It's just. And he also managed to get first round talent, Jake Bailey, for a steal. Oh, of course. That, that, come on. That, come on. Obviously, that, that puts his draft on a new stratosphere. But yeah. what I'm saying now is that um, if tight end was a need. Yes. Um, why didn't they just trade up and get um, Irv, um, said, I don't Irv Smith? Yeah. I'm saying, like, I don't. And, and like I said, like, when talking about the draft, I always do come. I do, there's always this, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of the preface, not the word. What's the word? What, hindsight? No, not hindsight. Like the when I'm talking about the draft, there is uh, the 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 whatever it is. I do like put like over it. Like remember that like I do not know these teams' draft boards. And I do come up with the understanding that like in the end, like I can talk so much about who I want to draft. In the end, like if and I am not a scout, I like read scouting reports. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I inform myself on these things. But in the end, like I just don't know who they like. Like it is always just possible that they just legitimately just didn't like any of the players, any like the higher end players in that position. You know, like in the end, I, I don't know that. You know, and we won't know until we see them. Like, it is always possible that just Bill just didn't like any of them, you know? Mm-hmm. He just was like, I don't think Irv Smith is a second-round talent. I don't think that Jay Settenberger is a third-round talent. I'm not going to take them there. Like I said, like, I don't know that. Mm-hmm. You would think that in a dra- in a given draft class, you'll at least have, like, a couple guys at a position who you like, but, you know, fine, you know? So, I don't know why they didn't pick a tight end. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, like, like in the end, like disclaimer, the disclaimer that I don't know who they Will it won't draft like in the end like it's it's just like that is possible. Well, maybe if if they if they <laughs> wanted to get um Irv Smith, they they feel that they would have to give up a lot to get. Well, him. they were able to trade. Well, they did trade up right before he got picked. Right. So then they went with Joe Juwan, which once again like I don't know his draft board. Like if Joe Juwan Williams was just like astronomically higher on his draft board than Irv Smith, then yeah, like I don't want him like reaching. Mm-hmm. Like I said, like you got to follow your board. Like I said, you're not gonna fill all your holes in one draft. And it's not like realistically they bring in a rookie and he has a great season, you know. Mm-hmm. Just with the way this team is, realistically, you bring in a pass catcher, he's not gonna really fill that hole his first year. But so, look, look what where they get where where did they get Gronk? They but that's got my the second point. round. Yeah, but that's my point. Like, but, but the thing is that like is, they're not gonna get they're not gonna get the next Gronk. There's, right. There is no Gronk replacement. No. That's my point. Right. There's nobody. You bring in like a you bring in like a tight end, so you have a good tight end. Sure, but like you're not gonna get like Gronk. You're not gonna get the focal point of your offense, right? Just because you pick like you. But like I said, like when they went from Randy Moss and Wes Welker to Gronk and Aaron Hernandez, they completely didn't try to find the next Randy Moss because you just weren't gonna find that. You just try to find. You just try to add talent to your (laughs) offense and do what you can with that. Yeah, and then you kind of readjust your offense to match the talent that you have. And obviously, like they're gonna have to move away from utilizing the tight end a lot, Mm -hmm. unless they have a Gronk clone. And it's just not ready yet. Uh, it could be possible. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> but, oh, hey, look at Gronk's look, coming back. Yeah. Oh, look, we found the seventh Gronkowski brother. <laughs> uh, Bob yeah. Gronkowski. Girl, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's all like Rob. I know, doesn't it's he? It's like the <laughs> House of Boys alter, in there. Alter the DNA. Make yeah. his hair red. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he was at Virginia Tech the entire time. Yep. Exactly. He's been abroad in Denmark. <laughs> no, he was at the... Uh, the, the Sorbonne. <laughs> wow, Matt LaCrosse got a lot bigger. And also they found a corpse that looks exactly like him in a ditch outside of Foxborough. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> we are so lucky to have him. Wow, wow, Matt LaCrosse really bulked up over the summer and looks like a completely different, and looks exactly oh, like Gronk. That's weird. <laughs> he looks like Gronk, but with no, but he's not wearing the arm brace. So oh, it can't be Gronk. He doesn't have the robot oh, part. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Upon scan, he's like a Gronk, but a te- but ten years younger. It's organic Gronk. 
<laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be the worst idea. Okay, when cloning becomes a thing and we can start cloning it and designing people, is, man. Okay, once we can start like once we start like once we eventually reach the dystopia where we're building and designing people, how about <laughs> yeah. playing new athletics? Because you can't take steroids. Why get some super grown ba baby grown in a lab play sports? What'll that? What'll be the ethical considerations with that? Were they talking I about cloning? Uh, cloning uh, Brady? Maybe well, that's what I'm saying. Like if like you clone, like if you just like make clone these, the like you just make like five LeBrons and then sign them all to your basketball team. That's kind of not fair. <laughs> yeah. No, it's one for each team. But the big markets get every eat. team get a LeBron, but the big no. markets get two LeBrons. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have we have the LeBron Mar Marta. Yeah. Both the, the LeBron. Both boards. the Knicks and the Nets get two LeBrons. <laughs> But yeah. no, but like anyway, to say it on it, but yeah. So they, like I said, like, like what needs do I feel good about them filling? Well, I'm glad that they drafted wide receiver in the first round. I would have liked to have seen another receiver, but in fairness, I'm like if that is a you know, because I would have liked to see them draft like a hunter, hunter Renfro, bring in like another slot type guy. But if their thinking is that they do believe in Braxton Berrios, which I do think that's why I think them not doing that signals that they have faith in Braxton Berrios. Mm -hmm. And that who they, was another, you know, in fairness, like they spent a late round pick on a wide receiver last year. So just because the shine is off on him, I should want them to do the exact same thing. No, because that's a waste if you do think that Braxton Barrios is going to be a contributor. Mm -hmm. Or think you're going to get more out of him than you would a guy you drafted this year. So if that, you know, if that's the plan, then fine. Because that's literally like the kind of guy I would have wanted them to draft. You know, I know everybody loves Hunter Renfro and it's always talked about him being a Patriot forever and ever. But fine, like if that's the plan they want, and, and he's gonna be like their fifth guy, then fine. then that's fine. Then basically you're getting another pick because they didn't do anything last mm -hmm. year. It's fair enough. So I'm not gonna. Sorry, I like. I think they need the injection of talent. They got mm -hmm. that with Harry. Mm -hmm. Would have liked more, but leaving Barrios, I'm willing to find. Mm -hmm. You know, I like what they added at the DN spot. I love the Chase Winovich pick. Is probably my favorite pick. I think that was a great pick for them. I think it's gonna be a good player. I think it's somebody who's who is like in their mold of player. He's a very cerebral player, but once again, he is. Did you see what he said at the combine, though? Because they were asking, was he like, yeah, he's a hot, he's a big effort guy, but he was testing really well at the combine. They asked him to like, because a lot of people thought he was unathletic before. Then he basically just said like, yeah, I want people to know I'm not just like a try-hard white guy. Which, there's nothing wrong with that. For the record, just put that out there. You can be a try-hard white guy. I, I, I personally, I know as an as an athletic specimen among men, I've never. I've never really had to. I've been able to coast on my athletic gifts in sports my whole life, mm -hmm. but you know, I you know, I've had most coaches be like, "Man, that Jake, he just he just he doesn't put in the work all the time, but he's just so athletic. I can't I can't not play him." That's what all my coaches have said my whole life. But I like that pick. You know, I, I don't really know what the plan is at D tackle, but like I was like I said, our guest who we were gonna have on. Mr. Uh, Alex Barth, the CLNS Media, who's going to be coming on next week. He published an article I want to ask him about, about like his like early roster projections. He kind of sees them adding three, you know, probably three or four D tackles. It's like if the D tackle group next year is Lawrence Guy, Adam Butler, who I think is due for an expanded role, uh, you know, Mike Pennell, who's a guy they signed from the Jets, who a lot of people like and think will like, end up being like a good Patriot signing. And then, you know, this By if this Byron Cowart guy has anything to him, like if that's your D tackle group and they go heavier on the D end, probably carry six or seven D ends, then fine. Like fine. You know, fine. Like if that's what it is. That's I'm okay with that. Like it's not like I'm like live it's not like you're gonna live or die by how many like average to above average D tackles you have in twenty nineteen. 
so fine. And then like I really like what they did with the O line. Some people might some people might think that they overinvested, but I'm fine with two picks on that. Can't mm-hmm. overinvest in your offensive line. Exactly, it's impossible. A, you can't do that. Yeah, and B, to. like I see that like I see big roles for them down soon. Like be it once again, like if if Isaiah Wynn doesn't pan out as a left tackle, you draft another left tackle who can either you know. If, like say yeah, say like win like doesn't really work out. You can either put Marcus Cannon on the left, you can bring in this Koshute guy to be a right tackle. Some people think it might be more of a right tackle than left tackle, and then you do that, or like you know, Marcus Cannon gets hurt, or Isaiah Wynn gets hurt, which they both they both had injury problems. Marcus Cannon especially, you know. Then fine, you have your six, like you have your next Lee Adrian Waddle, like you know. I see a good role for him. I'm glad that they got him. I like where they got him. And then the other guy, the Den, the Dane, like, like it's fine. You know, if Joe Tooney's up next year. Fine. You know, you can never have enough O-linemen. Then I like I like Stidman as a QB. Like, I don't see him ever developing into, like, a big-time star QB, but fine. Like, at the fourth round, I'm not going to complain. It's not, it's not like I look at it and there's anybody who went within, like, 15 picks of him who I'm just, like, in love with. And I'm like, well, how did you not pick this guy? Like, I'm sure that there are people who feel that way, who I would like to hear who people would think, who would people think that they should have drafted. But, you know, fine. And then Jake Bailey, of course. Best pick of the draft. So, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like there's a need here, but once again, if they had him that high on their board. Yeah, and then, you know, other than that, like, you know, you leave the draft, and now how do we feel about the roster? And, you know, it's, we really go through the whole thing. And once again, here's another big thing, too, because here's the thing that the Patriots have really mastered, and they were, they were ahead of all the other teams on a compensatory pick thing, on really mastering that and really utilizing that. Now the other teams kind of try to do it as well. A lot of teams do. Because here's the thing about that. With the compensatory pick formula, it's based on who you lost mm-hmm. versus who you gained. Nobody knows the exact formula. There are people out there who are very good at projecting it, but the exact formula is secret. One thing that people do know, though, is that basically, like, however they weight players, guys you sign, I think it's May 8th is the exact cutoff, but basically guys you sign after the draft do not, cut, do not count towards that formula. So if you sign good players after the draft, they will not affect your compensatory pick formula. They will not affect your payout in that. So, and obviously, like, no team's ever done adding until, like, the start of the year. And even during the year, the Patriots will make additions. But, like, you gotta remember, like, if there are if there were free agents lying around out there who the Patriots still want, guys they still think could contribute, they there's really so little incentive to sign a guy who made it through most parts of free agency and then got right before the draft because that, then that's going to affect your compensatory pick formula. So... Waiting now, like that's smart. That's what a lot of teams have picked up on. So, you know, like say, like say, not saying this is a guy, but like say, like an Adamican Sue is a guy they wanted to sign, or a looking at the wires, there's really nobody out there, but like Michael Crabtree or Pierre Garcon. Mm-hmm. You know, if a guy like that, if they wanted him, mm-hmm. and he's and he's there right before the draft, there's no reason to sign him right before the draft because you're just screwing yourself. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, like they're not done adding. Of course, they're not done adding. You're never done adding, but no. especially in this situation. So, and also you look at it, and like I said, like the Patriots have this thing down to a science. Like I saw projections right now. The people, the people who seem to know how this works, are projecting that they're going to have two more thirds next year. So, who did they lose anyway? Well, to like get those two thirds. No, because like each pick like corresponds to a specific player you lost. Okay, is usually how it works. Basically, like that's how they break it down. Like, like they'll get a third for Trent Brown. Right. They'll get a third for Trey Flowers, uh-huh. and then probably like another pick or two because of like Malcolm Brown leaving. Okay. 
So, like I said, like they, they've nailed it. Like, mm-hmm. And those compensatory picks are worth more than ever because in the last couple of years you can trade them now. Oh, of course. For a long time you couldn't trade them. Yeah. And now they're, they were still worth it. You still got the player, but now they're worth even more. But now they're worth even more because you can trade them. They're mm-hmm. tradable assets. assets yep. So, yeah, like, uh, like it's just like it is amazing how they've mastered that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like they're going to be good. And like I said, like now they can add more. Like I said, like maybe I got like Timmy Jerrigan out there. That's a guy. That's a guy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm just looking at a list of free agents. Like now they can, you know, but like if you sign a guy, if you like sign the Dominican Sue, a guy who has had a career, mm-hmm. a guy who has pedigree. Mm hmm. You know, a guy who's made X amount of money. Because I know, like, that, I don't know, it sounds like where they were drafted, how much they've done, like, mm-hmm. how much they got signed for. You do that, like, and count against it. Like, maybe, like, one of those thirds becomes a fourth or a fifth. Right. But now they can do that for free. So, like I said, like, they're not going to solve every problem in one draft class. But, like I said, like, I look at it and they have filled some. They have filled what were some needs. So overall, I do like this draft class. Okay. For the Patriots. I think they're a good draft. Like, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and like, rank their draft class against others because I think that's kind of a hard exercise to do. Of course. But. Plus, I think you just, you just can't rank them against each other for the most part. Like, you can probably see who had like the best one. Like, you look at the. Look at the Jaguars, man. I got to probably got two top ten talents. Two fine. But, like, you have to, like, kids. rank it about, like, how they did for themselves. Mm-hmm. And for them, like, yeah, like, if, like. The Cardinals had this draft class. I'd probably say it wasn't. A, it was bad. Mm-hmm. Didn't fill as many holes. Mm-hmm. But you know, they they went in. They had a lot of picks, and I think they they did okay for themselves. Mm-hmm. They did okay. Yeah. You know, I never. I very rarely leave a Patriots draft class loving it. Well, you're not supposed to. No, then I end up being wrong about some. And I end up exactly. being right about some of them. Right. Like I'm not saying I'm wrong about everything. And then, you know. So we'll see. Like you know, like I said, would have wanted them to pick a safety, but if they're gonna put Duke Dawson at safety, that seems like what they're what they're trying to do here. Then mm-hmm. fine. Then they don't need to pick a safety. That was a second round pick last year. Uh, you know, like I said, they have a lot of players they drafted last year. Yeah. Who did not contribute? Of course. So you know, Duke Dawson, if he's gonna be like their new like third safety, they try to get him to be their next free safety. Fine. Mm-hmm. Barry Oates, if he's a receiver. Fine. Mm-hmm. Christian Sam, a linebacker. See what he can do. Juwan Bentley, who was very good when he played for like the first six games of the year, mm-hmm. went down on IR. He comes back. He's a good player. Mm-hmm. I like him as a player. Okay. So we shall see. But Indeed. no, and then other than that, uh, takeaways on the entire draft, you love. Takeaways on the entire yeah. draft. Um, for the New York Giants, mm. I don't a lot. know what Dave Gettin is doing. Yeah, I don't know. He, well, I, he, is, he, is, he, is it in fairness? I don't think anybody likes the Daniel Jones pick. N- nobody does. But here is in fairness what I say about quarterbacks. Right. If you, as a talent evaluator, love a quarterback, mm-hmm. like love a quarterback, think he is a franchise-type guy, mm-hmm. if you do, for whatever reason, not even going into what his logic is, not even going into the, like my own opinions on the player, mm-hmm. if you love a quarterback mm-hmm. and you think that he will be a guy going forward, okay. and you think there's a chance you're not going to get him, mm-hmm. you need to draft him. Okay. You have to pay whatever it takes, in fairness, in draft capital. Yeah, You do, for a quarterback, mm-hmm. if you think he's going to be a franchise guy. Yeah. Now, that doesn't preclude you from any judgment, obviously, because if you just don't think Daniel Jones is good, right? yes, you should harp on him. And I don't think he's good. I think it's a stupid pick, mm-hmm. but like, just before anything else, to be fair, like if 
if Dave Gettleman, for whatever reason, is sitting there and is going like, no, like Daniel Jones is going to be a pro bowler for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to draft. And I think he might go between here and 17. Right. I have to pick him. Yeah. Now, he's see- I think he's wrong in both of those counts. But but if you know that he's going to go from where they are to 17. No, I'm saying if you think he might get picked between then and then. B- b- might be- you know, if you feel Trade like down. he might. I was saying, but like you said, like a well, lot. You of don't people, have to trade out of. You don't have to trade out. Um, oh no, I'm just saying that like a lot. Like, ten seems like teams in that area were having trouble trading down. In fairness, like there were a lot of reports like teams just didn't really want to trade up in that area. Really? Yeah, like we talk about during the market. It's, it's but like, the, the thing is, the is players, that the players from like five to ten weren't worth trading up for when you could just wait and see who fell to you. Okay. And that seems like all the team. That's fair. Well, it's but true. The Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Steelers traded up ten spots. Yeah, they traded up from like twenty. Yeah. They didn't want to go back to twenty, but like I said, like if they wanted to trade down to like. 10 or 11, they weren't going to do it. Yeah, they traded up 10 spots. Yeah, that was a steal. That was different. They, right. Like I said, like if they felt like they weren't getting him at 17, they knew they, they didn't feel like they were getting him at 20. Okay. Is my point. Like like I said, like the Gi- like the Jets, I think they wanted to trade down from three and stay in the top 10, but mm-hmm. why bother? Like if you're the Bills, you know, you didn't get Quinn and Williams who's a D tackle, but Ed right. Oliver fell to you. Yep. That fills in the same spot. So uh-huh. it's just, you know. Wow. There was no reason to. Like I get it. I like. I'm not defending the pick. I think mm-hmm. it is a stupid pick. I mm-hmm. think Daniel Jones is a bad player. Mm-hmm. I don't think he will be a good quarterback. Right. But like I said, if Dave Gettleman does, and then Dave Gettleman let him pass him by because oh well, other people don't like him, and then he turns out to be great. Mm-hmm. Like I said, if Daniel Jones turns into like a long-term starter for the Giants and is mm-hmm. like a guy who helps them win a lot, mm-hmm. nobody will. Be mad that they might that they picked him over Josh Allen. Uh, no, you, you know what I'm saying. He, he has to. Do you know what he has to do? He has to win the Super Bowl. Not even. He doesn't have to be like if he's like a Pro Bowl type quarterback. Nobody's gonna mind that. Like if you get like a like they get their next Eli Manning out of him, that's fine. Yeah, Six? that's what I said. He has to win the Super well, Bowl. I'm saying Eli Manning has has it in like the Super Bowl winning caliber of player. You know what I'm saying? Like huh? he doesn't have to be Aaron Rodgers. Is my point. Well, he does. If if he is a great starting QB in the league. I'm not saying he has to or does not have to win the Super Bowl. That's a little bit arbitrary of a qualifier to put on it. But what what's the point? I mean, what no, is you're the, right. I, no, you're right about that in here? general. I'm just saying that, like, if he doesn't win the Super Bowl, but he was still like a great quarterback for them for 10, 20, 15 years, like it was still a good pick. Is my point? Okay. You know, I'm just saying, like, like point blank, like if he is like their starter for a long time and he was really good, it was a good pick. Okay. I just All don't right. think he's gonna be that. Right. But if Dave Gettleman thinks he's gonna be that, he has to pick him. Oh, wonderful. It's just my point on it. So and, so what you saying now with Ma- Mike Mayock and um and uh, Oh no, they were stupid. Oh, th- that was just stupid. That are you serious? Oh yeah. Oh, I hated their entire first round. Wow. I'm talking about quarterbacks. Like quarterbacks you have to over like because qu- good quarterbacks do not come around often. No, they don't. So if you just think a guy's the guy, you gotta draft him. No, okay. if you're the, like clearly the Raiders wanted to trade down. Mm-hmm. Cause that was ridiculous. That was a ridiculous place to draft Selen Farrell. Right. That was a. That was a. That was. That was ridiculous. Even if you do think he's the best edge rusher, nobody did. You trade down. Maybe mm-hmm. you do trade down with the staff. Probably not trade down with the Steelers. They probably weren't willing to pay what it took. But oh, they were. You mm. trade down at that point, like that. That and then like the rest of it, like you pick a running back, twenty fourth. Are the Raiders a team that needs a running back? Is that their biggest hole? No, that's not the biggest hole. Yeah, and then you draft the safety. I don't even think you should really draft safeties in the first round. Honestly, I'm kind of out on safeties in the first round. Okay. 
It's like they did. They're a team that needs building blocks. Yeah. The guys they drafted feel like complimentary players. Yeah. Like the guys they drafted feel like the kind of guys you draft if you are like a contending team mm -hmm. and you have like some holes to fill. Okay. Then fine. Like if you're a fine. Even I, me who hates drafting running backs, if you honestly feel like your team is complete, then like I can almost understand why you draft a running back. Mm -hmm. I, or I feel like the Raiders drafted the way the Browns would have drafted. No, you're right. They did. They drafted like a team that has a, or the way the Patriots might have drafted. Like, they were, they have a team that is, that needs like just as much talent as possible mm -hmm. to like find your next stars to build around. Okay. And then they just went and like drafted like literally like complimentary guys. Mm -hmm. And like, right, like they probably got three starters out of the first round. Yeah. So in the end, like I can't sit here and like harp, 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 harp on it. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, the last two picks is probably colored by just how bad I think their first pick was. Mm -hmm. In fairness, I am probably over. But, like, and yeah, like, yeah, like they got three guys who are probably going to start. Like, now, those are three starters. Now, what if this pick that they made um, turns out to be great? Even then, I will look at it and say, okay, fine, you were right, but you still could have traded down. Okay. You still could have accumulated more assets for it. But in the end, like I said, like if, you re if they really couldn't trade down, mm -hmm. if everybody was just saying no, 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 I mean, fine. You still have to draft your guy. Okay. I just don't see why they would think he was their guy. I just don't think he's, like, the caliber player of a Josh Allen, of a Ned Oliver, of a Devin White even. Like, I just like I think there were a lot of guys who I just think are, were a lot better. Mm -hmm. So, eh, eh. So, a lot of people didn't want to give up their um, give up their picks. Yeah, it seems that way. There, so, yeah. But, which I mean, that. I get, like, I don't, I don't really think, I think moving up is a really hard thing to justify in general. Mm -hmm. Like, in the first round. Like, giving up picks in the top three rounds, I think, is a really hard thing to justify in general. Mm -hmm. I really do. Yeah. Like, I think, like, like what the Steelers did, I think, is a bad trade. Like It is? I, I like Devin Bush. He fills a role. But even then, like, you traded a first, a third, and a second. Mm -hmm. If you draft well, mm -hmm. you should get three starters with those picks. Right. Like, three, like, good starting caliber players okay. if you hit on those picks. Yeah. So it's just hard to justify giving that up to get one guy. Mm-hmm. Like, that guy has to be incredible. It's like, it's like Bill Belichick. Bill mm -hmm. Belichick didn't like the Falcons moving up to draft Julio Jones. Oh, yeah. He said that. He said that yeah. they would have been better off drafting a guy like Jonathan Baldwin. Yeah. Now, that's stupid, but because yeah. Jonathan Baldwin was nothing and Julio Jones has been a great player, but the logic behind it is sound. Mm -hmm. Why? How much better does a guy have to be <clears throat> to value being worth more than getting three starters on affordable contracts? Well, if that if that if that said player that you he has gave to be up, he has to be incredible, and yeah. Julio Jones is incredible. Exactly, but he right, but even then, if you had like a good, not great wide receiver, and then like two quality starting players, you might even say like that's worth more. Mm -hmm. But point like for the Steelers, and that's Julio Jones, who we know is incredible, mm -hmm. and we can still sit here and kind of be like, ah, well, you know, the value might not have been there. But Devin Bush, that's you know, that's a rookie. Mm -hmm. Like, how good does Devin Bush have to be to be worth three starting players? Exactly, you know what I'm saying? Like that is. That is my point. Mm -hmm. They so that's why it's. I think it's it's. I think it's a good pick for them, but it's like I can't sit here and be like, yeah, that's a great move by the Steelers. Because in the end, what did you give up to maybe get a yeah. good player? Right. You know See, what they should have done is they should have moved up and drafted. Well, yeah, that's Bailey. a lock. Obviously, that's the yeah. safest pick in the first round. But right. and they also should have traded Ben Roethlisberger to the Patriots for a seventh round pick. <laughs> then they'd have a tight end. <laughs> exactly. I feel better about the draft class. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> T.E. Ben Roethlisberger. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> but it's just like, what's that? Like, like I said, like, in the, like, listen, if you're trading up and maneuvering in like the fourth, fifth, and sixth rounds, fine. Mm -hmm. Like, everything's a shot in the dark at that point. But like the first two, three rounds, like, I just, I think it's really hard. Unless you like, unless you're in like the second round and the guy who's falling, who you like love. Mm hmm. 
then maybe, but it's just like you should be fine. If you, once again, if you draft well, because all draft logic hinges on drafting the right guy, like you should be getting starters in those first three rounds. So, like, I don't love the Patriots trading a third to move up in the second. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't love that because maybe that third could be a guy who you draft who's like, could be a contributor early on, but fine. Like, they got it. Like, but if they thought Joe Juwan was a first round pick, then fine. Yeah. It's just, it's hard for me to justify trading up a lot of the time. Mm hmm. Even if it is a very thin position in the draft, but maybe they just didn't like any guys that we're getting at twenty. Sure, but right. I don't know. You know, are the Steelers better off with Devin Bush, or would they have been better off if they got like, you know, a guy like Jake Bailey? <laughs> you know, <laughs> say the Steelers stay where they were. They get like Noah Fant, and then but, they get like, but like, a what wide... what's the knock on their defense? Defense is oh, it's yeah, not it's not it's not the the the, the linebacker. They need a linebacker. They need they need, they need they need defensive backs. No, they like they need that. They they need like a guy to like play that role that Ryan shares either. They've been hurting at that spot ever since that draft. Okay, since he fell down, it's yeah. just it's just still it's just like you know yeah no you're right. But you could have stayed at twenty, draft any cornerback you wanted in the Rock se- your sin. I would have loved that. Yeah, get him at twenty. Get yeah. like a get a third round. Get somebody in the third round. It could be get like a Chase Winovich in the third round. Right, and then exactly. In the second round next year, draft somebody oh, in the second Williams. round. They get, were there. Get somebody good, and then yeah. boom. Like I feel like you just. That's a higher chance for your team to be better than drafting Devin Bush. And now you've hinged what could have been three players on Devin Bush. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. So so even if he is a good player, you know, I just feel like for him to be worth that, it's not even has to be good. He has to be great. Right. You have to get like a top linebacker there. It has to be like a 10-year stealer, you mm-hmm. know? Or else, how much better off were you? Right. You know? That, yep. you know, you, you, you subject yourself to leaving holes on your team for that one player, mm-hmm. which is never a good idea. Right. So, you know, why would you rather have one great player or three good ones? Three good ones. Exactly. Just most of the time you would. Yeah. Unless maybe you are a team that is really complete and really doesn't have a lot of holes Mm -hmm. and you just want to get like that one guy to put you over the top, then fine. Which even then, I don't think you should ever think you are as a team. Mm -hmm. You should never think you're one player away. No. But fine. Like if, if, if you are like, you know, like if you like missed the Super Bowl by one game, then fine. Then maybe, yeah. Then you probably have a right to feel a little, a little confident and try to get that one guy, but mm-hmm. the Steelers have a lot of holes. Right. The Steelers could use three starters. Of course they could. You know, so I'm just saying you put yourself in a hole really fast by mm-hmm. doing that. But any other thoughts on the first round of the draft? Uh, I thought the Redskins did pretty, pretty yeah, well. Did. Yeah, the Redskins yeah. did do well. We were all laughing yes. before the draft because it came out that, that, what was his name? Name of the owner. Bruce Allen? No. No, no. Daniel Snyder. Daniel Snyder, thank you. Dan Schneider was going to be running. He's going to be splitting. He's going to be running the draft. But yeah, no, I mean, Dwayne Haskins fell right to them, Mm -hmm. which we did have mocked them drafting Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, Yeah. had had to move enough. Yeah, we had like eight picks in the first round, right? Yeah. So we didn't. We did okay, guys. Oh yeah, definitely. And if we didn't get stupid, if I didn't get stupid at at the top of the draft, (laughs) and I didn't try to incite chaos immediately, we'd be like, we had like double digits. Yeah. And then we had some players get drafted in the second round, and we had mocked a team. Mm -hmm. So I think we did okay. Yeah. I think we did. Uh, we projected Jake Bailey getting drafted, mm-hmm. which I think was a miracle onto itself. <laughs> yeah, statistically, that <laughs> was impossible. Really? <laughs> we did project a punter getting drafted, oh, which yeah. I think is okay. I, I, I still don't understand that. I but don't. The only punter drafted. The only punter <laughs> we, kicker we are, drafted. We are your go-to for punting draft coverage now. We are the new We are the new authority. Ray Guy 2.0. We are the spec. Yeah. This we, is the only guy that only punter that has been drafted in the first round. Well, he got drafted in the fifth round. What? Oh, who? Who? Jake Bailey. Oh yeah. Oh, fifth round. Yeah, he got drafted by the Patriots. You didn't know? Fifth round. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh. Got drafted by the Patriots. Oh, okay. But they got a first round value. Oh. Yeah, they oh. have a steal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're gonna have him on the show. I'm gonna DM him after we after we go to break. Uh huh. We're gonna DM. We're gonna get Jake Bailey. He's gonna be a new friend of the unless show. Unless he can come, unless he can um, we gonna we'll come in and play like Reggie Roby. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna buy Jake Bailey Stanford jerseys and go to the Patriots practice. And <laughs> <laughs> he will yeah. have to come talk to us, or else he's yeah. a dick. We yeah. talked about this. Like he'll he'll have to come say hi because yep. how can he not if you're Jake Bailey, right. the competing for a starting punting job, and guys come wearing your college jersey. Yep. Come on. Yep. Then he'll come sign them. Mm-hmm. We'll get Jake Bailey's autograph. Yeah. They don't frame it up. We'll donate it to the Hall and of Fame. Like, hope, no, in like 20 no, years. you hold. You hope till he, you hope for him to be a Hall of Fame punter, and then, we, and then, we then do- you go and he says, "Remember this? He signed this, and you you can sell it for a million dollars." We wait for him to die, then we sell it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which he might live longer than us because he's our age and he's probably in better shape. Exactly. So he'll like, probably live damn. longer unless he gets CTE. <laughs> you don't want to wish that. Yeah. No. Oh again, my God. That, was that not the worst thing about the draft, though? <laughs> was like they're because they're bringing up all the old players because oh, yeah. it's the hundredth anniversary and like some of them, it's just sad. Um, Jim Brown, that was sad. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah, Jim Brown. Like six years. I'm like, did we go backwards? Jim Brown was like, come on now. In the twenty. 20- 13 draft. Somebody should have been up there and just And then, like, like the second he finished reading the card, he looked like he was about to wander. Like, the camera cut away from him immediately. Yeah. He just stared off in the space. Like, he was right. about to just walk away. Yeah. I mean, why the Browns do that to him, man? Come on. No, the dude is, is getting up there. Because what's he going to send if you're the Browns? You got a lot of players. You got send a lot of Bernie Kosar up there? Why not? Send Bill Belichick? No. Bernie Kosar. <laughs> why not? Get Bernie Kosar. Because people like Clay, Jim Brown. Clay Matthews. Somebody. Clay Matthews. Don't Clay His Matthews. Dad? Oh, yeah. yeah, Clay Matthews. That's Clay Matthews Jr. Clay LeBron. Matthews. You can't sell LeBron, man. Come on. Yeah, they can send LeBron. They can send LeBron. People would be into it. No. Larry Nance, <laughs> junior or senior. Well, you could send you could send LeBron because he's from Akron. That's and my Akron, point. And and that's, that's why I said it. I didn't say and Akron send LeBron because he's an athlete. Akron was the first um, where the, the first uh, yeah. team came from. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's sad. You know, like every time an old player goes up, you're like, "All right, how together is their brain?" (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, you're like, "What's gonna happen?" Like Nick Bosa didn't even sound good. Nick Bosa was that man is gone. That man's that man's career is gonna last like five years. Yeah, (laughs) like like I like Nick Bosa can't do math anymore. Everything (laughs) sounded great about that player, but I feel like you sit him down for the interview. You're like, "Oh, like you watch the tape, you watch the combine, you talk to all this coach. You're like, "Oh, great kid," and then you sit him down for the interview, and you're like, "Oh no." Oh See, your, your, your speech is a little slurred here, yeah. pal. And then the also, it's also, also a big, <laughs> big Trump guy, Nick Boza. Yeah. yeah. Found a lot of old Nick Boza tweets. Did you guys hear about that? Mm. A lot, of, lot, of, lot of that. Uh, called Colin Kaepernick a clown. Yeah. And uh, said Black Panther was the wa- worst Marvel movie, so. <laughs> yeah, right. Which is factually untrue. <laughs> untrue. I mean, he he got, I, guess he, I guess he skipped Iron Man 3. He lives yeah. in a world with Thor the Dark World. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said, forget that, Iron Man 3 going straight to Black Panther. Hey, yeah. don't hit on Iron Man. I like Iron Man 3. Yeah. It's one of the up, upper t- upper half Marvel movies. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Don't hit on Iron Man. I like Iron Man 3. But, yeah, so um, he's going to really endear himself to um, those communities in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Gonna coming off on a good foot. I think he's a good player. I just hope his brain stays in, stays in one piece. Yeah. Oh god. So, Trump wished him good luck. <laughs> Didn't tweet at any other players. Mm, no, of course not. But um, he's like, no, I wish the New Jersey Generals were drafting right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But goodness. I sure wish I owned the Bills. 
No, you wouldn't. No. Mm-mm, but uh, that's the same guy that basically said the yes. USFL should compete with the yes. NFL. And then they folded immediately. And then yes. they folded immediately. Just the thought of it yes. basically like killed your, t- your, your, your league. Tried to sue the NFL. And then tried to sue the NFL. Exactly. And won, like a, but he got like a penny. Yeah. yeah. A you know, dollar. You know who did win? <laughs> you know who did win, sue the NFL and win? Noted clown Colin Kaepernick. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And got a lot more than a penny. And got he did exactly. get a lot more than a penny. But, um, yeah, so... Uh, that's exciting. So, just thought I'd bring that up because yeah, that was just that was that that was tough hearing those people talk. Mm-hmm. That was that was t- there wasn't as many as we were afraid of. In fairness, but the ones that stand out really stand out. Maybe that was why they were sending a lot of like current players up, which I don't like personally. I don't like the current players making the picks. There are plenty of um, Hall of Famers. That's why that I, are... I don't like the players who play now doing it. They... A, I think it's just like kind of cooler to see like. The former players in MB, I don't know. Like, I feel like you're putting like one player like above the ones who are getting drafted. I, I just don't like it. Like, that's gonna be your teammate, but he was the one who like he was like the celebrity guest to pick you. Like, I know it's kind of a weird thing to take a bone with. I just, I just don't like it. If you can invite the you Hall know, of Fame you know? to the Hall of Fame um, game and you know? induction, then you can basically have some of them come to the uh, the, the draft. Yeah. It's just, I, I just don't like like it's, they had like a lot of current players do it. Like it got kind of silly. Like I think like Corey but, Davis announced a pick. Like it was like weird players announcing some of these picks too. Like, but it was the past players that they used to use to call, right. Just now the they pick, had like a lot of like bring, like Dante Hightower did a pick, and I'm like, why right, exactly? You I might mean, not even make the team. Like, what I is mean, this? Geno Atkins. Making a pick. I mean, come on now. Yeah. Really? What's that? Like, send, give, give me, like, some Rodney Harris. Actually, didn't Rodney Harrison announce a pick for the Chargers? He did. But Rodney he played for the Chargers before yeah. he came to Send the Ty Law out there. Ty Law just made the Hall of Fame. Why didn't Ty Law make a pick? Exactly. I'm mad about that now. Why didn't Ty Law make a pick? Yeah. Let Pat McAfee make a pick. Also a former punter. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't like the current players doing it. I just I just don't like it. Like, even if, like, they're good players, like, I just... I just I, I don't like it. I don't know why I don't like it either. But it's, I I don't know. Like now you gotta go be that guy's teammate, and he's like, the, like the one who like I don't. I just don't like it. I can I I look at it as okay. It, it would do something for that um that player that's coming up for a former player to that, basically yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not even that. Like I like, just... like when when you got a, a a Hall of Fame Hall of Fame um player calling your name. Telling you that you've yeah, been drafted. That's, that's a beautiful thing. Who's, like like uh, who, Devin Bush. Who read the who read the pick when uh, Eddie Goldman got picked? I I remember whoever it was. Like who was it? Mm. Let me let me see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see because who? But that's what I was saying. Who that, Eddie Goldman. Because I remember was, I remember whoever did it. Like who was it? It was um when he got drafted by the Bears. Eddie Goldman was a player I liked, by the way. Hmm. It was um who did it? Who is it? I don't know who that is. Mm-mm. Who was it? It was um. Keep keep talking. Who who was it? Um. I I, I don't remember. No idea. I remember it was like a very very. It was a good good player. It yeah. Some, it was it was somebody really. God, I took, I got brush up on my Bears knowledge. Mm. I just can't remember who it was. Mm. Mm. Who who was it? I don't All remember. Chicago cries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. But as I was saying, that when Devin Bush got drafted, that uh, um, was name was called. It was called by oh, who? Hang on. I think I got it. Me, Joe Green, one of the best, one of the greatest. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what does that say? 
You know, what does that tell Devin Bush? Says, also, Devin Bush dressed like a cloud ninja. Yeah, 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 Like, look at this again. Like, I know I emphasize this at a time, but I can't stop it's thinking crazy. about it. crazy. Like, I can't stop thinking about it. Like, look at this. Get a little. Look at yeah. this. Look at this. That's Devin Bush right there. <laughs> exactly. That is exactly what they he wore. definitely had one of those on. Uh-huh. Definitely, sure 100%. Yo. That's crazy. He he's a cloud ninja. Mm-hmm. So he is coming straight out of the land of lightning. <laughs> it was Dick Buckus who read the pick. I don't remember seeing yeah. Dick Buckus. He picked no, he picked Eddie Goldman like three years ago. Oh, okay. I remember oh. too because he was like, I like this pick, and then read it, and I was like, Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah, I like that pick too, Dick Buckus. Yeah. They drafted Kevin White in the first round, which I didn't like, mm. and I was right about. Uh-oh. For all my haters out there, <laughs> random things I've gotten right in my life. Oh, man. Uh. But, yeah, I don't, I don't like having the current players read the picks. Like, I just like I don't like it. Mm-mm. I just don't like it. Mm-mm. You know, kids these days mm. thinking that they can start reading picks off. Yep. You got to retire first. <laughs> <laughs> Last year, Ryan Chazier read a pick. But that's good because, yeah. you know, that he was he was yeah. like something... That like he died. It's not like he died. It's just that <laughs> people acted like we, it. We, <laughs> I mean, we, we, we felt sorry that it's the one thing that he loved to do that made him who he is. He's doing box jumps now. You know, so, really? He might be coming back. Oh, really? Uh, I don't think so. He was doing some box jumps. He wants to come back. That's kind of tough, though. You know? Yeah. Hey, anyway, if he wants to learn how to come back from a neck injury, you can just call the Mannings. Uh, do, do, yeah. do, 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 do. Manning did steroids. I was about to say 1-800-HGH. HGH, exactly. Which, once again, I think you should do, and yep. I think you should be allowed to do. Exactly. Like, if Ryan Shazier wanted to go do steroids, I would not fault him for it. Nope. By the way, you would draw no ire for me. <laughs> like Peyton Manning really doesn't draw any ire for me. Like, if you break your neck and you want to go do steroids, yep. then fair enough. Do have what at you it. Want. Have at it. That's just how it is. You want to play again? Fine. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad of an advantage. Like, oh, you know, man. on one hand, yeah, you use steroids, but on the other hand, your neck broke. Mm-hmm. Feels like you're even. Yep. With all the gym rats out there. No lord. Just my opinion. Uh, it's it's pretty fair. But yep. yeah, I am I am all for steroids in all sports. In all honesty. <laughs> I am. Why not? I am all for steroids in sports. Oh my yes. god, are you kidding me? If it's if it's oh, wasn't baseball so much more fun when everybody was mashing it out of the park every game? And like, no, it wasn't. Oh, I disagree. No, oh, it steroid baseball? Are you kidding me? No. no. Oh, I was like eight. You got up. you got little pit uh, pit sweet right here. Tr- couldn't even mash two home runs with the in the dead ball era, and now he's mashing like thirty. Yeah, it's awesome. Come on, it's way better. Oh hell no! Are you kidding me? No, that's cheating my right book. now the MLB, I mean, in fairness, like, actually the MLB has had a home run record uh-huh. last year. But, like, the MLB has just become nothing but strikeouts, walks, and home runs. So I'd rather have more home runs than strikeouts and walks. So how, how when, 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 when little pipsqueak now yeah. is all Everybody done. steroids. It's all done. And, and they're, like, looking at Hall of Fame um, to get him into yeah, Cooperstown. It really doesn't bug me. Really? I know it bothers baseball people a of lot. Of course it does. Oh, it, it drives me, but I just don't care. I would just rather watch, like, these, like, Diesel men hit home runs all day because I'm a dumb, 
I'm a dumb, stupid American, and that's all I want to see. Um, and I don't respect the mystique of baseball as much as people think I should. Oh, no. 10 out of 10. Are you kidding me? Give everybody steroids. Everybody. Wow. I want everybody taking steroids in baseball. Well, so that means then the dead ball era does not count. I don't care. I don't care that much. Like, I will sacrifice, like, the integrity of the Hall of Fame for the game to be more fun right now. Really? Oh yeah, I don't care. Oh, don't let nobody hear you say. Oh, that. I'll say it. I, I know. I I know. I will never get my BBWA card. Oh, you won't. I know. I will never get my BBWA. You ain't gonna have. I know. I'm never gonna get my baseball Hall of Fame ballot. You believe this? Nope. I think it's that crazy. It was fun when people were doing steroids. I, and then I they guess. said they couldn't. And then they all got in trouble, and the game looked bad, and it got less exciting. The game didn't look bad if everybody's allowed to do steroids. They're still doing steroids. People are still taking them. Of obviously. Course, of course they're taking them on the down low, but make damn. Them, make them they're making it. sure that they have Let to. Let everybody get jacked. Oh, my God. It's not like they help that much. It's not like steroids actually make that much of a difference. Oh, Lord. Oh, they're making it jacked. What's wrong with that? I watch baseball because I, I watch pro sports because I want to see the peak of human excellence. Man, right now. Baby Ruth is turning over in his grave here. I don't Sabres. care. <laughs> Why does he care? He's dead. Don't matter. Why does he care? What does it make difference matter. to him? <laughs> yeah, because, okay, so all the people who will care can go, I don't think these records count because these guys are doing because, because Because baseball is a numbers game. I know it is. Okay. I don't want bigger numbers. Numbers. All right, it's a numbers game. I know, and I want bigger numbers. And 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 uh, in in baseball, you got those sports those before the '80s don't count anyway. Baseball, th those gatekeepers don't like seeing. I know they don't. I just don't care what that, they. They don't. Are, they don't want to see anything change. Well, if we just keep accommodating the gatekeeper baseball fans. Nothing's gonna happen. <laughs> I I I abandoned. <laughs> I abandoned placating those people years ago. Wow. So, I mean, there's yeah. a difference between like getting replays and then allowing everybody to take steroids. Yeah, so. I know. Exactly. <laughs> Allow everybody to take steroids. I'm I'm in on it. Like I I just see what happens. Oh just man. Just see what happens. Oh, It'd be so man. fun. Who oh. wouldn't enjoy that? <laughs> Who did enjoy all the home runs when everybody was juiced up before we knew everybody was juiced up? Where we were naive. P pitchers. They did not enjoy it. Ah Exactly. Nobody pitchers wants pitchers now anyway. What? Dallas Keuchel is still a free agent. Like, that's fine. Are you serious? Are you just, did you just say that? Yeah, people don't oh want pitchers. They don't. Nobody wants any base. Nobody can. Says the Red Sox who have more pitchers than position players. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know what? Those guys would be earning their money if they had to throw the guys on, jacked up guys on steroids every game. Come on. Oh, my goodness. Uh, want, you want, are. You are off the rails yes, right now. I'm not. It's you not that irrational. All I said was I wanted a way to do steroids, and you guys are just trying to. <laughs> I made a reasonable point, and you guys just always drag me down these avenues. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying everybody has to do steroids. So who needs to win the Cy Young Award? Like, exactly. Somebody will still win it. It's people like a 3.5 ERA. What? Because guys are getting bombarded every game. Oh my goodness. Every game's ending like 15 to 18. Like, Pedro Martinez is like, huh? Ah, oh, Pedro Martinez is making me. How do you. If you're a great, if you're a great pitcher, if you're a great pitcher, if you're a great pitcher and you can slay these dragons every game, it'll make even more money. Oh, yeah. 
Say so you only right. gave up 190 runs this year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good year, kid. Wow, 112 strikeouts, oh, not bad. Man. Here's 45 million dollars. <laughs> well, they just give away money anyway, so oh. why not? Exactly. Might as well. <laughs> you gotta fight these supermen every oh, game. Oh my god. Gotta, he's got nine Ivan Dragos just lining up <laughs> to take BP off of you. Oh goodness. Oh man. I would love it. It would be the best. Oh. The games would take forever. Oh, of course it would. Oh, the games would take like twice as long. Oh. Be like, oh yeah, we're still in the first inning and it's uh, nine to seven. Yep. So uh, there you go. Oh man. Buckle up, everybody. Oh. Look like it's gonna be another ten hour. Yep. All those of you who have to go to work tomorrow, mm-hmm. call out. Call out. <laughs> <laughs> call out or scalp your ticket on the outside. Exactly. Somebody, you, if you saw somebody taking the third inning, they'll still be getting six hours of baseball. Ladies and gentlemen, this looks like it's going to be another long one. <laughs> go to work, come back. Baseball commentators yep. have to build bunks inside this booth. Exactly. <laughs> they don't even go home anymore. They're like truckers. Oh, they, man. Just, they just end the game. They go to bed, yep. log their bunk time, wake back up. Yep. The broadcasters' union wants to change and make everybody hourly. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Want to bar- Want to negotiate hourly rates? <laughs> we're done. With, we're done with these salaries. Oh man! We're, mm. we're literally doing this four times as much now. It's <laughs> four times as much baseball every year now. Yeah, true. But yeah, that's why Ryan Shazier should do steroids if he's so inclined, oh. and nobody should fault him for it. But he can do it now. He's not. On right, the he's still trying to play. No. So I'm saying if he wants to play, he can do it now. It's I mean, if he doesn't want to play, he should definitely not do steroids because no. they're very bad for you. Yeah. In the long run, but right. if he's, but obviously everybody who plays professional football is clearly willing to sacrifice long-term health to mm. play football. Yeah. To some level or the other. Mm. Uh, I think we're at that point now. We're like, no, nobody is not sacrificing their health to play to play football. Nope. And not. So, except the punters and kickers. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Jake, Jake Bailey will still be, uh, still be just as astute. Yeah, he'll still yeah, be. Yeah, we'll have to bring him on this week. See how he sounds. I'm calling break. it right now. Jake Bailey, Hall of Famer. Yeah, so are we. <laughs> so he'll still be a Stanford man. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That. Oh yeah. No, he is going to be a Hall of Famer. He is going to be a friend of the show. We're, <laughs> we're all going to be at the enshrinement. Indeed. We will be there. We'll give. I'll, Jordan can give his speech. Oh. Jordan will be the one who gives his Hall of Fame speech. He'll be like, listen, I believe in this guy. Day one. <laughs> nah, I walk up there with my cane. I had this yeah. guy in the first round. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so happy to see him. Yeah. He'll tear up a little bit. Oh, I'm so man. happy to see him make it in the canton. He yeah. deserves it. Oh, oh my God. Hey. He redefined what being a punter means for all of us. We laughing right now, but 20 years later. Oh, I'm not laughing. I'm being serious. <laughs> it's, this thing will happen. Jordan, start working on that speech. <laughs> I'll, I'll start it. Yeah. Just like take out like the numbers of like, you know, years and stats and just, oh, just leave them blank. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And just fill it in. Be like, I wrote this speech 20 years ago as a mad lib. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just a joke. And it turned out to be. No, I'm, we're being, I'm being real about it. I don't know why you're. You feel like you're the only one who thinks this is a jokey love. No, actually, we are. I we are. We are the Jake Bailey a, fan club here. It's yep. a fruition now. Come so, on now. Anyway, it's a fruition. Shoot. I guess screw the other sports. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bruins need to try oh and score. Uh, Celtics. I'm just glad they took one out of two. That's what I wanted out of them. Uh, Red Sox doing okay. That's uh, fun. You know the Boston Red. The, the Celtics are gonna are gonna like get swept, right? They after only won this. one game. No, I, I, I thought as long as they took well, no, not at home. I thought as long as they took one in Milwaukee, they'd be good. Yeah, now Bruce, it's over. 
Bruins, it's over now. Bruins got kicked in the, You're ridiculous. <laughs> Bruins have to kick in the high gear. Milwaukee will win this series. <laughs> Bruins are going to kick it in the high gear or they're going to lose. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm calling it right now. Milwaukee for the win. Uh, anything, anything else? Uh, 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 no, nope, Did you see it. my Sixers come back? See all that? Did you see my Sixers come back? Yeah. I did see it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right. Everybody talk about doom and gloom that the Sixers are done. Oh, the Raptors are going to kill them. No, no, not going right. to happen. Do a lot of Sixers on this show now. <laughs> all right. <laughs> exactly. See you all next week, Wednesday, 4 to 6, Stadium Experience. Bye.